Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pressures seem to be mounting towards a possible forced vaccination for those who have chosen to not take the COVID-19 vaccine. Pastor J.D. shares articles that seem to point towards a possible variant in the virus causing mass hysteria, which would cause more people to willingly accept the vaccine. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on July 11, 2021. The title that I chose for today's update is Playing While the World is Burning. Isn't that perky? It's a play on words from the idiom, fiddling while Rome burns. And fiddling while Rome burns is an idiom that was derived from the popular legend that Nero played his fiddle while Rome burned. It's akin to the better known modern day idiom of rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Both idioms describe the utter futility of playing with frivolous pursuits in the midst of catastrophic crisis. They can also describe the occupying of our time with normal, business as usual, in the face of imminent disaster. I'm hoping, and my prayer is, that you'll hang in there with me today to the end of the update, because believe it or not, this is actually a message of hope. (laughs) may not seem like it right now, but if you'll just hang in there with me. Now, I have to confess that I've struggled as of late, as it relates to the updates. I just want to share my heart with you because week in and week out it's always the same warning about the same thing. And I'm reminded of this every week as I continue to be excoriated and eviscerated for being caught up in all the quote conspiracy theories. So I've inquired of the Lord in this regard, and in so doing, as only He can and always does, 
He ministered to me and directed me to His Word, specifically His Word through Jeremiah and to Jeremiah chapter 20, beginning in verse 7. O Lord, You induced me, and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I, and have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocks me. For when I spoke, I cried out, I shouted, violence and plunder, doom and gloom, if you prefer. Because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But His Word was in my heart like a burning fire, shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. Can you just feel the heaviness of the prophet Jeremiah. I mean, you think about it, and for those of you who are familiar with his ministry, years and years, week in, week out, month after month, year after year, he would proclaim and declare and prophesy the word of the Lord, and nobody listened. And not only did they not listen, they instead mocked him when he did. Do you know that he never had one person get saved, as it were, in his entire ministry? How's that one? I'm convinced that Jeremiah would, modern day, never be asked to speak at a pastor's conference. I mean, after all, look at his ministry. Thankfully, it's not gauged on that. It's gauged on one thing and one thing only, and that is remaining faithful to that which God has called you to, even when and especially when it's unpopular. Again, I just want to share my heart with you and confess to you that there has been so many times where I've just, like Jeremiah, said, Lord, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about this anymore. I'm not going to mention this anymore. But the problem with that is, is that There's this burning fire in my heart, and it's for this reason that I cannot hold back and play church, or worse yet, play pastor, while the world is burning. 
because His Word is burning in my heart. Again, please hear my heart when I say this. And the Lord knows my heart when I say this. I am not a performer whose performance you rate, nor am I a competitor whose competition you defeat. Rather, I'm a preacher. And as a preacher, I preach. And as a teacher, I teach. And as a pastor, I shepherd the flock that God has given me the profound privilege to pastor. Please know that I in no way wish to solicit your sympathy or your pity. Rather, I do covet your prayers, specifically for continued boldness. This is what the Apostle Paul asked for in Ephesians 6.19. He said, pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will boldly make known the mystery of the gospel. That's what I would ask. Please pray for me. I will humble myself and ask you for that, specifically for continued boldness. And please know that it means a lot to me. You have no idea. I'm starting out this way because the Titanic is sinking, and the world is burning. And this is no time to be playing around or playing it safe. Now is the time to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus as fast as we possibly can. There's little time left, and the reason there's little time left is because this is the end. This is the end. This is how it ends. Jesus is coming to rapture His church, and this prior to the seven-year tribulation, and the fact of the matter is, it can happen at any time. One need look no further than to the swiftness with which prophecies that are fulfilled in the tribulation are beginning to happen now prior to the tribulation. In Luke 21, 28, Jesus said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads. Why? Because your redemption draws nigh. What follows is what I will refer to as the scriptural, even proverbial, handwriting on the wall concerning that which is now upon us. 
And by that I mean the deception of this injection, if I can say it that way, and how it's reaching its intended end, which we were told it would, chiefly in the book of Revelation, exactly as we are told it will be, it's happening. And the intended end is an unprecedented genocide of the global population. That's what the book of Revelation tells us is going to happen during the seven-year tribulation. Now, I realize saying this this way is bold, even blunt, but perhaps you'll consider some of the reports about what is now happening. I'll begin with this Washington Examiner report on Tuesday about how Biden is pledging a vaccination campaign that will go door to door. Did you hear about this? Isn't that special? Quoting the examiner, the Biden administration is set to deploy more resources to areas where vaccine uptake remains low after narrowly missing its 4th of the July goal of getting 70% of adults at least one shot. We are continuing to wind down the mass vaccination sites that did so much in the spring. Is that right? You're winding them down because nobody went. Now we need to go community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors. Now I know what some of you are thinking, because I can read your minds. Give me just a minute. <laughs> when the kids were little, we had a, a sign made up, my wife and I. And uh, it said that the last person who knocked is still missing. I'll give you a moment on that. I know it's early, but it was a deterrent. <laughs> Yesterday, Lorraine Jordan, a childhood friend and classmate of mine, sent me this photo of this sign, which reads as follows. No vaccine solicitation. You are trespassing on private property. If you do not leave after reading this notice, you will be treated as a criminal. Any mention of vaccine status will be met with litigation. Yeah, okay. That's an option. I would certainly understand if one were to opt to go this route. But may I humbly suggest another option, a different route, when that knock comes, and it will come. 
why don't you share Jesus with them? I mean, one of two things will happen, okay? Either, in fact, talk about deterrent, they're not going to want to hear it, they're going to leave you alone. (laughs) They might even do what the Jehovah Witnesses and Mormons have done to me and take me off their list. (laughs) Don't go to this address. That's one. Two, (laughs) better yet, you might lead them to Christ. How about that? Be that as it may, on Wednesday, the Washington Examiner published another report about how the White House is encouraging private companies to take, quote, innovative steps on vaccine mandates. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki skirted a question Wednesday about the Biden administration's position on coronavirus vaccine mandates, but encouraged private companies to take innovative steps toward inoculating their workers and customers. I suppose this article from The Hill on Monday should come as no surprise. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice said that those who are still unvaccinated against COVID-19 will be pushed to get the shot only by a, quote, catastrophe, in which, quote, an awful lot of people die. On ABC's This Week, host Martha Raddatz asked the governor, what would push those who have not gotten vaccinated in the state over the edge to change their minds? The governor, who in recent weeks has called on hesitant constituents to get the shot, responded, I hate to say this, but what would put them over the edge is if an awful lot of people die. Justice said the only way he could see the nearly half of adults in West Virginia who have not yet gotten vaccinated to alter their thinking would be if a catastrophe occurred that none of us want. The governor said that while the state has launched a lottery, listen to this, to give cash, guns, trucks, and other prizes to people who have gotten vaccinated Another lottery is happening in his state in which people are gambling with their lives. Quote, it's a death lottery, he added. (laughs) Question becomes, how are they going to create this aforementioned catastrophe slash crisis. 
in which, quote, an awful lot of people die. Well, the times of Israel may provide us with at least one answer, and it's the variance. Have you been hearing about this? You will. Specifically, the Delta variant, which seems to be one of several variants that we're now beginning to hear about. Last Saturday, the Times of Israel reported that Israel's health ministry released data on Monday showing that the Pfizer vaccine's effectiveness, I want you to listen very carefully to this, in preventing symptomatic COVID-19 has dropped by some 30% to 64% given the spread of the Delta variant. The data shows that during May, when the strain was less prevalent, the vaccine was 94.3% effective. The Delta variant, which is believed to be twice as contagion, contagious as the original strain of COVID-19. Ooh, fear, 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 fear. It's thought to be responsible for 90% of new cases in Israel over the past two weeks. On Sunday, it was reported that the health ministry will recommend immunocompromised Israelis take a third dose of the Pfizer vaccine, even though the pharmaceutical company has not yet sanctioned the booster shot. Uh, stay with me for just a moment and think through this with me, if you will. Okay, so we're told that this vaccine, which is not a vaccine, will be effective against COVID-19. Okay, well, apparently you convinced let's just say for purpose of discussion, about 50% of the population. The other 50%, and you know who you are. <laughs> nah, not for me. Um, uh, true story, times two happened twice in the period of two weeks locally. Someone goes into the doctor's office. First thing they're asked, have you been vaccinated? No. Why not? Because. Well, <laughs> and I mean, they were just demonized, criticized, ostracized, all the sized. <laughs> The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. 
Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.